Welcome everyone. I am your host, Dr. Felicia J. Lindsay, founder of AGR Book Club. Welcome to Deliciously Lit, the podcast where adventure, books, and cuisine collide. If this is your first time to our channel, or if you've been here before, say hello. I'm back, the lit. Now, pour yourself a glass of your favorite beverage, settle in, and get ready for some deliciously lit fun. Hello, I'm your host, Felicia J. Lindsay, and I am here with Carol Sanders, pen name Cora Smith. And yes, she wrote the book, Predators in the Pew. I tell you, it's a read. You got to read this book. Now, when you first started off with the idea to write Predator in the Pews, what sparked it? Well, I was journaling, you know, at the mm -hmm. time the pastor in my church asked us all to start our journals so we can go back and read our stories and see how we make it through certain situations. So my book is really a, a collection of my journals over this three-year period when I was going mm -hmm. through this thing with a person who I thought I was in love with, and I wasn't, mm -hmm. and he was a so-called man of God, preacher, doctor, and he, it ended up, he wasn't any of that, but that's how I got encouraged to write it because I didn't tell anybody what I was going through. And I thought mm -hmm. the journaling was a good way to put my thoughts and just release a lot of things. We were supposed to journal prayers. I was journaling my life you know? mm -hmm. <laughs> and praying at the same time. You'll see some prayers in the book. So that's, that's how I pretty much got started. I was going through divorce, trying to lose weight. I wanted to lose weight working and just became overwhelming. And then when I thought I found somebody, it wasn't the person for me. And in fact, one of the guys I work with, I work in construction, one of the guys I work with, he's been knowing me a while. He said, Carol, you should write a book. And I thought, what a great idea. So I took my journals mm -hmm. and I just made it into a small book, a three-year biography of my life of what I was going through at that time. Now, that's awesome. Now, I journal. I know a lot of women out here and men journal also. Mm -hmm. I thought about it, but I don't know the process to do that. How did you go through, sift through what was good? Did you go through and just start adding sentences, filling out the storyline? What was your process? The process, yeah, I started, well, the journal was already dated in order. So I went mm -hmm. back to an earlier journal and started taking the day by days and just adding to it and adding full thoughts of what was really happening and not, you know, when you journal, you just write down sentences and not mm -hmm. really, I filled in the blanks and it, it, after I filled in the blanks and I had my titles because I can see where I was transitioning in my life, you know, this, that something would happen. And mm -hmm. so then I'd say, okay, this is a good place for a new chapter. I'll call it whatever I'm calling it. And then, and then, you know, that's how I put it all together. I didn't know how to write a book. I didn't know how to do it. It just came to me. It just came to me on, on to do it. Now, now I you see me, I'm like. 
<laughs> I didn't take any classes on how to write a book, but I did have three editors. Mm-hmm. You know, when you sell, it's a self-published, and they and you go through a self-publishing company, mm-hmm. but, but they your book, and I wanted to keep it black church vernacular, I, and they wanted me to do the Queen's English, and mm-hmm. I said no, so I I, I gave the older sister Tina to edit, a lawyer at my church. And and a teacher at my church, and they edited the book for me to make sure I got all the proper, you know, if they felt like I needed something else, it doesn't transition well or spelling errors or whatever punctuation. They mm-hmm. they were the ones who edited the book. It was my sister editing the book. She didn't really edit the book. She was so mad that I, I didn't tell her what was going on. Her edits were were, for example. How come you didn't tell me you was going through that? <laughs> I'm like, okay. Can you just oh. edit the book and not get me be mad at me? And mm-hmm. she wrote me a long letter how sorry she was that I went through that, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's so funny. But that's what I did. I, I I never, to tell you the truth, it's cool. I didn't like writing literature. Oh. But I had been journaling for mm-hmm. a minute and you know, the journals helped me to write. And I journaled by hand. I had some people, when they write, they type. Mm-hmm. Um, when I wrote the book, I had to type it. And so, yeah, I had to go back and read all my journal. And it was, it was a life-changing event. I would go back a year and say, wow, that was happening back then. You know, wow. And then it would come to me, what else happened then? And then it, it allowed me to release all the stress and pain Mm -hmm. and anger that I was going through because I wasn't telling anybody what I was going through. No, my parents didn't know what I was going through. I had one friend that I confided in, confided in, and, and she told me, Carol, you got to fast and pray. And when we did that, and I don't want to keep this too religious, but it's a religious Mm -hmm. book. Mm -hmm. They said, you can only, you know, things will only change if you fast and pray. And we did that three days later and and we were on the, I was on the other side of that hill. And so you'll, you'll read it. You'll, when you read the book, you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying, because it it is a true story. People can't believe this happened to me because I never, you couldn't see it on my face. I wasn't showing Mm -hmm. that I was going through this agony, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I went to work all the time. I went to church, went family meetings, you know. Nobody knew. Nobody knew what I was going through until I started telling somebody. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, things started changing. Things started, the light came on, you know, things got bright. But with most people, everybody endure in the dark by themselves. Most people don't share and talk with other people. And, and that's good that that was that you're talking about that, and people can see that and being able to read the book and identify because we all have dated or met somebody that we wish we didn't meet, and we just and just to for what you did to journal and to be able to look back through everything that happened, to be able to see your growth, to be able to see what choices you made. And to know who you are now, that's beyond, beyond awesome, you know? 
I mean, what can you tell people that you learned from this process? Just like what you were saying, Felicia, you have to let somebody know. You can't hold it in. Yes. You have to confide in somebody, even if it's not family, you, you know, have that one friend that you can really trust to help you, not someone who's going to take your dirt and go tell somebody else, yeah. somebody who really cares about you. If you got to go talk to a psychiatrist or something, you've got to go talk to somebody, just do it because keeping it in, I was so angry, you know, mm-hmm. and, but I wasn't mm-hmm. telling anybody. And when I started talking to my good friend, June, she's in the book, she walked me through steps and what to do. And then she would, what she did was she would tell, okay, so I found a lawyer. Okay. Uh-huh. Then I found, <laughs> you know, I found a doctor, you know, and, and things started happening. Because I couldn't solve this issue by myself. I yes. had to. It was because of June, our praying and fasting, and my trust mm-hmm. and who she trusted to, to tell, you know. So it it was a journey, but a wonderful outcome. Look at me. I'm, I'm good at now. <laughs> yes. Now, give us a little bit about Cora, a little background about the character. Okay, Cora, me, Carol. <laughs> so I am a civil engineer. I work on horizontal infrastructure. And I work with all men. So you'd think I would know men, but I, at the time, didn't really know this one man that I met. I manage, or they call it construction management. I, I manage heavy civil civil projects. So I, I am licensed in the state of California to run huge projects. And at the time, this three-year period of, of my book, I was running one of the biggest transportation projects in the, they call it the Inland Empire out here. It's Riverside and San Bernardino's County. It's, it's, wow. it's seven-mile freeway project with bridges mm-hmm. and roads and ramps and interchanges, seven miles of it. And I was going through a divorce. And I didn't know if you want me to just talk about me or what me and what I was going through at the time of the, the book. You can talk about the book or just give us a brief synopsis of the book. If no one has read the book or had access to the back cover, can you give them an idea of what the book is about? Okay. Well, I, I'll just read the synopsis. How's that? Okay. So Predator in the Pews is the story of Cora's three-year journey of faith after being manipulated by a pseudo-man of God who robbed Cora of her dignity and her money. After a 20-year marriage that ended in divorce, Cora found herself alone, caring for three children, and searching for her life's purpose and destiny. While on this journey, she met a man who, in the beginning, helped her to jumpstart a total life change, but in the end, manipulated her into believing that he loved her, all the while being married to another woman. This cunning wolf in sheep's clothing made false promises that he could not keep. Cora found out that he lied about every aspect of his personal life 
including his age and number of children he bore by several women. So he decided to leave town with no forwarding address or phone number, leaving Cora with lawsuits and debts beyond imaginable. So this is Cora's story of how she overcame and conquered this valley. We started a business together. I, When I first met him, I was overweight and some of my friends at church were doing herbal cleansing, you know, holistic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so this was his so-called company. And I did the, I did, I lost the weight and he wanted me to be his poster child. And then he asked me to go into business with him, but everything was false. Everything was a fake false thing. And he left town <laughs> with, he didn't use any of his true identity. I used my true identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody came after me. And so I, I was, I had lawsuits, you know, I made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I, a lot of money but then we went to paypal we you know paypal i'm not sure if everybody's familiar with that payment system paypal so i wasn't dealing with the bank dealing with paypal and he changed all the accounts and changed everything and so yeah everybody i i had simultaneously i had like six lawsuits going on but this story is about you know how did i get well just the story of of this Losing the weight, meeting him, falling in love, starving, be getting garnished, losing every almost everything, and then how I overcame, and you know, and the friends that helped me through it. So it's a good story, and there's a there's a uh, a sequel. You have the book, so we can see the cover. Okay, this is the book. Okay. All right, there we go. That Maybe I, cool. I got predators it. in the pew. Predator in the pew. Okay, yeah. I don't know if you guys can really see it. I can see it. No, we can see it. Excellent. It looks yeah. good. And the publisher, because of all the lawsuits, because I was mm-hmm. still writing, the the, the self publishing company would not allow me to show my face or use my real name, and that's why it's written with the pen name Cora Smith instead of Carol Sanders. I wanted my picture on the back. The back is what I just read. They said, no, <laughs> no. You, you. So I I chose this picture, this cover, because to me, it's like there's a predator sitting behind this old lady in church and mm-hmm. he's about to crounce on her. So mm-hmm. he's looking to get her. It, it's so funny, a lot of people ask me, is it about the Catholic Church? No. Predator in the Pews is about my journey of and how my belief and how my friends got me out of a bad, bad situation. Bad, bad situation. Now, the sequel to this book that will be coming out. Yes. You got to so, give us a little idea of what's going to go on with it. Yeah, pull back just a tad bit. So, uh-huh. it's called it's called the sequel. And I don't have a cover for it. The sequel is called For Better or For Worse. It's all about choices. All right. And it's, it's a continuation of Cora's journey because where I left off in the book, I was just happy <laughs> to be mm-hmm. out of a certain situation. But what happened to Cora after that? Because everybody who reads the book say, what happened to Cora? Mm-hmm. The way I left the book, she was what's so and did did you ever find them and you know they want to know all that stuff so i i have to tell that story 
And this, this book also reaches back into earlier times. Why do I choose men like this? Why did I, you know, mm -hmm. what made me fall in love with this? What What's the pattern in my life? And it made me start thinking about uh, what probably should have happened in my life. What happened to put me on this course of meeting my, my ex-husband and... And how did I even get there? So it's, it's going to go back through my dating years up until my marriage. And the book will toggle back and forth between the past and the future. So yeah. in my in the present time, I always think about why did I do that 30 years ago? Why did I do that 20 years ago? And so the book is going to toggle back and forth between the past and the present because I'm realizing, I realize that some of the things I did in my past affect my future. Yes. So. Well, it sounds like the next book is going to be awesome. You have an idea of when the next book will be coming out? No. <laughs> no, I mean, you got to give it to us at least in a year from now. I'll try. It's a lot going. I really didn't have a ending for the book, mm -hmm. uh, but now I do because I found the love of my life and I know how this thing ends now. Yes. You know, so, the love of my life should have been the man I married when I was 15 years old. I met him when I was 14, 15. Well, he asked, he proposed when I was 18. I turned him down, went on to college. And then we, you know, just three years ago, during the pandemic, we found each other on Facebook. And this book also talks about the dating scene for older yeah. women, you know, and all it's it's, woo. So, yeah, because I, I was married for 20 years and mm -hmm. uh, divorced for 12 before my ex passed away. Mm -hmm. And my fiance and I, who I should have married at 18, I'm 60 now, <laughs> mm -hmm. we're, uh, <laughs> we're getting married this year in October. So I have an ending to the book. Hopefully I can finish it in the year. I haven't picked up the pen yet because... I, I do have, I did, I have some journals. I mm -hmm. have notes. I have the titles of chapters even. Mm -hmm. um, but I just got to fill in the blanks and get it published and get it on out there. So Now, I know you're going to be linking us, leaking out little sentences, giving us teasers. So when you start doing that with this book, make sure you come to AGR Book Club and you leak out a couple of those pages, a couple of those sentences to get us ready for the sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah, because there's some cute little chapters in there. Like when I was dating, I have a chapter called Rules of Engagement. You wouldn't believe that book. <laughs> that, that chapter is Rules of Engagement. When you're an older single woman dating on websites and, you know, just blind dates. Yes. All, I talk about it all. I didn't know how to date. I, I don't know how to date. You were married 20 years. When Just that portion is <laughs> a book right there. You was married 20 years. 20 what all years. you have to learn and to get along and to be able to be with somebody for 20 years and for then clubs. to start <laughs> over again. That is a book in itself. In itself. Yes, mm -hmm. ma'am. Mm -hmm. So nice. we can't wait for that. But... I want you to tell us where we can find your book and all the readers. 
Okay, you can go to Amazon. It's on Amazon.com. It's Predator in the Pews under my pen name, Cora Smith. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, I want you guys to look forward to hearing more from Carol Sanders in the book club and telling us more about it. But I want you, before we wrap this up, to tell me what dish and what drink would you pair with this book? I have to say, at the Yard House, it's the ahi nachos and a glass of champagne. Well, I think this book deserves a glass of champagne. I think it deserves those nachos, too. I can't wait to try that. But we will most definitely be looking forward. Do you have a website? No, I don't. I used to, but I haven't, I haven't kept it up. And just to be honest, this book was published a while back about 10, 11 years ago. And I had a, a website at the time. I don't have one now. But if anyone wants to get in contact with me, you're welcome to give the book club my email address. And if they want well, to- don't worry. We will oh. feature you on our website. So you'll be on the website and they'll know where to go to get your book. Okay, great. All right. Well, thank you for coming and telling us about the book. Most definitely come back and tell us about the next book. And we enjoyed having you. Well, thanks for having me, Felicia. Really appreciate you asking me to join. Yeah. All right. You have just listened to another episode of Deliciously Lit Podcast with your host, Dr. Felicia J. Lindsay. Connect with us at bookclubpublishing.com. Don't forget to get the app, join the Facebook group, subscribe, and write us a review. See you at the next episode.